0: Good morning, GC family. Welcome to Thursday, December 9th. We are on day 343. My name is Jen. I'm the director of Hope Creek Charitable Foundation. We operate mostly out of the Mill Creek community, or mostly out of Mill Creek um, campus, but we are global. Um, best known for the Mill Creek Community Food Bank and Backpacks of Hope. I have Siobhan with me. You attend Woodenville campus. Yes. I do as well. And uh, what... How did you choose Woodenville campus?
1: We were pregnant with our youngest, and we were looking for somewhere that had air conditioning. (laughs) Really? (laughs) And we had also finished a series about neighbors. Okay. And we were going to Mill Creek. Oh, okay. Driving to Mill Creek to another church, and we said, we're passing how many churches along the way? They keep talking about neighbors. Let's find a church close to us. Oh, wow. So we checked out a few churches, came across Gold Creek while we're meeting at the sewage treatment plant. Yeah, that's, (laughs) but hey, there was air conditioning. (laughs) Yeah, checked it out. There was a couple things that weren't quite what we were hoping they'd be. Mm -hmm. So we prayed about it. Mm -hmm. And then we came back and we tried it two more times and they were spot on. Wow. So it was really cool because we said we obviously are supposed to be here.
0: Yeah, I agree. How long have you been here now?
1: Just over four years.
0: Wow. Yeah. how exciting um tell us a little about about your family
1: we have a family of five in our immediate family our oldest is 21 he's doing online college oh fun yeah our daughter in the middle stuck in the middle she's six in first grade loving it absolutely loves it she gets to learn about jesus every day and yep. has an awesome teacher yeah and then our youngest is he'll be four right after christmas and he tells a story about how he missed making a snowman because he was still inside of me
0: oh (laughs) speaking of christmas it is officially christmas season i wait all year for this this is my favorite time of year if anyone knows me i'm always uh, always talking about christmas so i'm just gonna hold my little baby christmas tree because i love christmas i can't wait um what is a favorite christmas tradition or memory of yours
1: i think i have a couple we would get pajamas from my parents mm-hmm. on Christmas, and we would make cookies, a ton of cookies, not so much now with two little ones. And for our family, our immediate family, we've started the tradition of going and picking out a Christmas tree and cutting it together. Aww, so the kids that. really love that.
0: i um, We just moved, but in our old house, we had probably like... Mm, 10 different Christmas trees, all different sizes. Some really little ones, some really big ones. But like I have to have a tree in every room because I'm one of those weirdies. Um, I just got this for my birthday. And so <laughs> now this is in my car because I I love Christmas and I always have it. up. It's, it's just, yeah. Okay, let's get into a really horrible time in the Bible, <laughs> in Joel. We get to talk about the whole chap, the whole book of Joel. Which is really sad. Poor Joel.
1: Yeah. He only got three chapters. Got three chapters and they were all pretty ominous.
0: (laughs) Right. They're not joyful like Christmas. No. (laughs) They're kind of horrible. A little bit. Joel one is kind of how horrible it's gonna be. Joel two is what you need to get ready. And Joel three is that you might be okay. Um (laughs) there was one verse for me, Joel 2 verse 11, and it says, the Lord is at the head of the column. He leads them with a shout. This is his mighty army and they follow his orders. The day of the Lord is an awesome, terrible thing. (laughs) Who can possibly survive? So we were talking about what is an awesome, terrible thing that we've had in our life. And we both agreed. Birth. (laughs) Birth. (laughs) It really was. Um, What... um, Do you have any stories about birth that you have to talk about?
1: I think that um, for my son, for my littlest, it was interesting because our daughter was there. We were those crazy people who he was born at like little after midnight. So she came with us. And I think for her, it was scary because I had oxygen on at one point Mm. so I could breathe a little bit better and trying to explain to a not quite two and a half year old why mama has a weird mask on. And then the awesome part was when he was born, she just lit up. And she says, baby penguin is here. That's so we had cute. called him penguin the whole time he okay. was inside. So she's like, baby penguin is here. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. And just to be able to share that with her, yeah, because maybe someday she'll have kids for yeah. her to have been at her brother's birth is pretty cool.
0: Oh, that is way cool. Um, How about you? Um, I had, I've had three births and each of them have been awesome and terrible at the same time. (laughs) The first one, I just think that just should not even first time moms should just not even consider that first birth. (laughs) They need the other two to when they're a pro because my gosh, the first birth is just the worst. Um, but obviously the best part is holding your baby. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that's the best part is it's, it's a, it's, it's terrible to go through, but it's at the end. Awesome reward. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of get the awesome terrible. Yeah. For now, sure. I think, um, I don't know. Is there a male version of what's awesome and terrible? I don't know. we have to ask
1: our husbands. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> um
1: watching your wife go through labor, maybe. Right. And getting to see. My the baby at husband the end.
0: was pretty helpless. I mean, he did have that kind of like, uh, she's in so much pain. What do I do? I can't fix this. Yes. because he's a fixer. Most guys are. And um so, yeah, I think that part was terrible. I think what's even more terrible is, like, when the wives maybe have complications. For sure. That And they're not maybe life-threatening complications, but complications happen. Yes. Every time. Every birth is different. Um, And so I think that part is probably the awesome, terrible moment for these guys, especially if, like, the women have to have more surgeries or something mm-hmm. like that, and now the man has to to care for the child and watch his wife go through this. I mean, I, that's probably pretty awesome and terrible.
1: Yeah. You've got this new life, but you're torn between caring for your baby and worrying about your wife.
0: Right. Yeah. So I guess they have that. Um, and in verse 14, it says, who knows, perhaps he will give you a (laughs) reprieve sending you a blessing instead of a curse. Perhaps he will be able, or you will be able to offer grain and wine to the Lord your God as before. So who knows, maybe Um, it won't be so terrible. it will give you a reprieve. Um, You had a verse in Joel 2, that's always been there for you.
1: Yeah, Joel 2, 28 and 29. It says, and afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophecy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And it's always stuck with me. It just, it's always been there and I don't know why. And maybe it was a couple of years back after my grandmother had passed and her daughter was about two or three at the time. And she says to me one night, she says, mama, grandma is at the door. Well, she's in heaven. No, she's at the door. And so we kind of left it and we went about what we were doing that evening. And she kept saying, mama, grandma is at the door. So finally I had to go to the front door. What are you going to do? It's dark. It's cold. It's raining. And I opened the door I said, well, okay, well, do you want to ask her? in?" Yeah. So she, she said, grandma, come on in. Wow. And my, my husband and I looked at each other and it was really weird. And, and then later I said, well, what's grandma doing? She's in my room playing with me. (laughs)
0: Oh, I love that. Kids are, there's, I don't know, they're so much closer to Jesus.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's part of it. For me, it was we discount so much mm-hmm. and we just kind of brush off, oh yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But she's always felt like there's somebody there. Mm-hmm. There's people there. She's hearing people talking to her. Mm-hmm. And as long as they're giving her good advice, right? <laughs> so right. Pointing so, her in the right so. direction. But I think it's important to remember that we go through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he says to us, like, I'm gonna pour out my spirit.
0: Mm-hmm. And children will be prophesying or seeing visions stuff. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. Um, we get to start Revelation.
1: I know. How exciting <laughs> is
0: that? I'm talking like this, this is fun. We're, we're blessed for this. <laughs> um, I was always afraid of Revelations. Like that's just how it was kind of preached. With it is growing up is that it's this terrible, horrible, horrible thing. We just don't even talk about it. Like it's it on at the end. Yeah.
1: It's at the end of the Bible. We stuck yep. it there, and yep. we're not gonna, gloom and doom.
0: Yep, totally. Um, But we're in the series, or hopefully we're still in the series, Uh, we're in the series Revelations for Dummies, which is great. I think um, it's helpful. Um, And this first part is so comforting and just beautiful. Like when he's describing Jesus, I'm just like, that is, I, I can't even imagine. Like, how do you
1: describe that? Yeah. And so. And and it's not just Jesus. It's Jesus coming back. Right. I think that's the best part. He's like he, I, I imagine that he's even more glorious when he comes back. Right.
0: I know. And I can't even imagine what he saw and how he was able to translate it. Like I am not a writer as far as like being able to put all these adjectives and stuff on people <laughs> on on things. But for him to have to do that, I mean, that was pretty cool. It's It's really cool. To see, to read this first part of Revelation.
1: Well, and I think it sets the tone, right? It's There's a lot of darkness in there, uh-huh. but the darkness is there because he's saving us from that darkness. Right. So I think that's a cool part. It starts out with how glorious he will be and how wonderful he will look. Right. Because he's coming back. Right. So
0: exciting. Um, Psalms 128, 1 through 6. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> simple. Walk in his ways, you'll be comforted and blessed. Right.
1: Yeah, it was a nice way to sort of recap. I mean, it goes back even to Joel and everything else. Mm-hmm. He's going to come back and he's going to bless you.
0: Right. It's kind of like, you know, our kids, all they need is the reassurance that we're coming back and they'll be fine. Yeah. because like when I drop off my son and I walk out the door, the, the people that are still with him are like, she'll be back. She's coming right back. She'll be back real soon. And that's all we need. That's all we ever. That's all any of us need. Um, yeah. It's an so extra that. comfort. Yeah. A little extra comfort. Um, we end with Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. It says, don't accept divine guidance. So like us, we we have our divine guidance.
1: <laughs> We're guiding you. We're solving you. it for you. We are.
0: Don't accept that. <laughs> just obey the law and you'll be joyful. I think I said this a couple um, weeks ago about the difference between joyful and happiness. Mm. I don't think happiness was a promise, but joy no, was. For sure. And just to have that there's a big difference between happy and joy. And so obedience doesn't bring happiness all the time, but it definitely can bring joy. So I thought that was really cool. Any last minute
1: thoughts? Uh, I think just, you know, like we're talking about revelation often is portrayed to us as this horrible, terrible, Mm -hmm. horrific book in the Bible and it is, Mm -hmm. but it's that for those who don't believe, it's Mm -hmm. that for those don't follow who aren't obeying him. Right. And the promise we have is right there at the beginning mm-hmm. is how glorious it will be when he returns. Yeah. And we get to skip all the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's and he's coming back, right? I mean, he's right. coming back and he's gonna beat the crap. I love that. <laughs> he's gonna beat the, beat the, crap, the crap out of, out of, the bad, people. Out of the bad people and everything <laughs> that's wrong with the earth. And he's gonna take it back. Yeah. For glory. Yeah. It's so, a promise. Yeah. It's not just this casual, yeah, I'll be back. You know, mm-hmm. it's not the terminator. <laughs>
0: Not the Terminator. He's gonna it's be back promise. and bring glory. Yep, I think um that's one of the things I love about Christmas. brings out a lot of promises. Yeah. It's a, it's also a promise. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's a great time to read Revelations during Christmas. It's I, I just think it ties well together. Yeah, I mean. Christmas should be 365 days a year, but that's just And 66
1: in a leap year, you get an extra just, one. Oh,
0: that's even better. My, uh, The worst day of the year for me is December 26th because oh, I have to wait a whole other year. year for Christmas. <laughs> so anyways, have some fun celebrating Christmas. Enjoy Christmas. the rest of December. Yeah, and uh, read Revelations.
1: Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry
0: Christmas.